Good morning. Good morning. And I'm on? Yes. Okay, perfect. Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and on behalf of the team and I, I'd love to say I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Look at this glorious summer day in February for some reason. Uh, the wind is a little crazy, therefore I don't get a little tent thing to shade me, you know. But uh, all the more reason to praise God, because now I get to see you more, and I don't know. That's exciting. It's uh, February 21st, 2021, and if you're on the podcast listening, I'm glad you're joining us too. Um, it's the first week, first Sunday of, of Lent. It's also uh, Transfiguration Sunday in the church calendar, so I'm glad we're here together, ultimately, to put God on back on the rightful pedestal of our lives. Uh, my announcements, Lenten devotionals, they're still available at the tables where you come in, and if you're listening at home on the podcast, just come by the office sometime during the week, uh, Monday through Thursday, 8 to noon, or 9 to noon, and uh, we'll get you one, and I highly recommend them. Uh, hi, uh, Henry Nowen, we're doing a Henry Nowen devotional, and it's it's wonderful. I read it this morning with the, with the family. And it was all about um, putting, asking God for the faith to see Jesus as the Lamb of God, the the Savior of not only the world but of our present situation. I got some sad news for us, but good news for Mavis Grisham. She is now with Jesus. She went to be with the Lord on Thursday. February 18th. Uh, please be in prayer for her husband Joe and her daughter Margot Dale and continue to surround the whole family with your prayers as she will be greatly missed. And then also uh, Bob Rasmussen, our elder of communication, is in Hogue Hospital with COVID-19 and I believe Kathy has COVID-19 too but uh, less severe. And we're just praying that uh, the medicine, the doctors, the nurses all help and get the lungs cleared out. Um, uh, for my last announcement, I'd love to bring up Erica Farless. And she's going to tell us a little bit about the history. This is our 60th anniversary year, and we're looking different months at different parts of this local outpost. But this is the Student Ministry Month. Take it away, Erica. All right. Thank you, and good morning. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we were going through some items at home and found a Bible. Inside the Bible, we found a postcard with a handwritten note. It was for my sister-in-law, Cindy. The note implied that the Bible was a gift, and it was encouraged to keep these words near and to read it, at the very least, from time to time. Cindy received this Bible from a mentor and a friend who also happened to oversee the youth ministries at that time. This note and Bible was from Leanne Stroman, and I know to this day she continues to stay connected to both of my sister-in-laws, Kim and Cindy. As I've said before, shaping the youth of a, uh, the culture of a youth program and leading it successfully is not an easy feat. Reaching teenagers at a point in their lives where peer pressure is prominent and sometimes going to church might not be the priority on the list. 
That being said, there have been many who have passed through this church who have left significant imprints on the lives of our youth, most of, most of whom have stayed connected to those they've mentored in one way or another. In reflecting with Justin Jaeger-Lenner, who I know is here today, who happens to be Sharon's son, he recalled the days in the 80s and 90s of Brian and Danielle, both prominent beachgoers who influenced a ministry of bonfires and surfboards filled with worship on the beaches of San Onofre. Then there was Mark and Martha, the athletic and enthusiastic couple who were significant in the youth ministries in the 90s. Leanne had taken over youth ministries from there, developing team-building activities and Bible studies. And Chris Strutt then became director and continued in building fellowship with Bible studies, beach parties, and ping-pong games. There was also Justin, Eric, and we can't forget Daniel, who was passionate about developing disciples who served. He reached out to the greater community of Costa Mesa, and I remember the pizza parties that were hosted in front of the church to reach out to students leaving from Costa Mesa High. Now we are blessed to have Rob, a man who has had the biggest of challenges leading teenagers to Jesus in the middle of a pandemic when meeting in person is not an option for these social youth. We are blessed to have leaders who pour their hearts into our youth and are grateful for the opportunities that are yet to come. Excellent. And uh, I was notified via text that it sounds like there's a wind tunnel up here. And it is, it's true. It is a little windy. So I did move my microphone a little closer to my face and hopefully that helps. Does that help everybody? A little bit. Dan's nodding. Okay, John M has a thumbs up. Okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I can't really apologize for the wind because it's beautiful, right? It reminds me of the Holy Spirit. You know, it moves. We don't see it, but we see its effects. Amen? Amen. I'm going to read uh, our call to worship and stand if you're outside. I think it's a good idea just because uh, it comes from the, the, the psalmist David. He says this in, in Psalm 25, verses 6 through 10. Let me, I'll turn around. This is, I feel like the doors. Anybody knows about the doors when Jim Morrison first showed up? He hated to look at himself, so he turned around. Anyway, forgive my failures as a young man and overlook the sins of my immaturity. Give me grace, Lord. Always look at me through your eyes of love your forgiving eyes of mercy and compassion. When you think of me, see me as one you love and care for. How good you are to me. When people turn to you, they discover how easy you are to please, so faithful and true. Joyfully, you teach them the proper path, even when they go astray. Keep showing the humble your path and lead them into the best decision. Bring revelation light that trains them in the truth. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who follow the, the ways of the covenant. Let's continue in worship and sing the hymn as found printed on the back of your order of worship.
morning. This week was the beginning of a very important season in our church year, the season of Lent. Do you remember how long Lent lasts? That's right. Lent is the 40 days before Palm Sunday, which leads right into Holy Week and Easter Sunday. The word Lent comes from another word, Lente, which means springtime. That makes sense since Lent and Easter always happen during springtime. So as I was thinking about Lent and springtime, I realized that many of the things I like to do in the springtime are similar to the things you and I can and should do during Lent as we prepare for Easter. So let me explain. In the springtime, I like to open up. I open up my windows or drive in this with the sunroof open so I can let fresh air fill my home and car. For Lent, a great thing to do is open up our Bibles and read them more. When we read our Bibles, God speaks a fresh word to us and fills our hearts with his presence. In the springtime, I like to clear out, especially the clutter in my home and garage. And I have Rob working on that now. <laughs> For Lent, it is good to clear out the things in our lives that we don't really need, things that get in the way of following Jesus. For example, maybe you watch too much TV, play on your tablet or video games a lot. So why not put them away for a while and use that extra time to pray or to study his word? In the springtime, I always need to clean up and I try to find and clean up all the dirt in my home that has been hiding all winter under rugs, all the dirt that no one sees, but dirt that I know is there. So for Lent, it is good to ask ourselves have I made any mistakes or messes that I need to clean up? Do I need to apologize to someone for something I said or did? Do I need to ask God to forgive me? In the springtime, I love to plant. I plant seeds in my garden and water them as I wait and watch them grow into something beautiful. Last year we had cucumbers and all kinds of spring mixed lettuce. So for Lent, it is good for us to plant but different kinds of seeds. We can plant seeds of love in the hearts of others when we are kind or helpful, or when we tell someone about Jesus. For Lent, think of something you can do that will become something beautiful for someone else, and do it in the name of Jesus, the one who did something really beautiful for you. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, we love you. Help us to open up our Bibles, clear out our clutter, clean up our messes, and plant seeds of love. We pray this all in your precious name. Amen. At this time, children and youth are dismissed to Sunday school. Confession is the spiritual discipline that allows us to enter into the grace and mercy of God in such a way that we experience forgiveness and healing for the sins and sorrows of the past. Let us stand on God's promise that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In that, Christ, God demonstrated his love for us. Let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. O Lord, our God, you call us to proclaim the gospel, but we remain silent in the presence of evil. You call us to be reconciled to you and one another, but we are content to live in separation. You call us to seek the good of all, 
but we fail to resist the powers of oppression. You call us to fight pretensions and injustice, but we sit idly by, endangering the lives of people far and near. Forgive us, O Lord. Reconcile us to the power of your spirit and give us the courage and strength to be reconciled to others. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who follow him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Know that in Jesus Christ, each one of us is forgiven. Turn to you. Hope is stirring, hearts are yearning for you. We long for you. Because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. All our fears are washed away, washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our God who saved 
Because when we see you, because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Sing that again. Yes, when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, in your presence. All our fears are washed away, washed away. Great 
your fame be on the earth. And for all you've done and yet to do with every breath I'm praising you Desire of nations and every heart You alone are God You alone are God You are the Lord the famous one Great name in all the earth. The heavens declare your glorious. Great is your fame beyond the The morning star is shining through And every eye is watching you Revealed by nature and miracles You are beautiful You are beautiful and the morning star is shining through And every eye is watching you Revealed by nature and miracles You are beautiful You are beautiful The famous one, great is your name in all the earth. The heavens declare your glorious, great is your fame beyond the earth. Sing that one more time. heavens declare, declare how glorious you are. Is this thing on still? Okay, perfect. If it gets too windy, I was thinking I could climb out onto this thing, because I don't think I want to preach facing that direction. Is everybody, that doesn't sound like fun to me. Can it, is everybody hear me? 
Is it windy? Okay, good. Uh, we're starting a new series. It's Lent. And um, I'd love to open my sermon with a prayer that's found in our Lenten devotionals. Uh, I think this was the prayer from Thursday. And as... Um, yeah, let's, let's go to God in prayer. Lord Jesus, you the eternal word through whom all things came into being, you became flesh among us so that you could speak with us, walk with us, pray with us, yes, even die with us. You became a human being among other human beings so that nothing human would be alien to you. So that in everything except sin, you could be like us. And all God's people said. Our text for this morning is the transfiguration text as found in the, the Gospel of Mark. And that's Mark chapter 9. I'm going to start in verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a mountain apart by themselves and he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white such as no one on earth could bleach them and there appeared to them Elijah with Moses who were talking with Jesus then Peter said to Jesus rabbi it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore but only Jesus as they were coming down the mountain he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the son of man had risen from the dead so they kept the matter to themselves questioning what this rising from the dead could mean then they asked him why did the scribes say that Elijah must come first he said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then is it written about the Son of Man that he is to go through many sufferings and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come. And they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter, James, and John, the rock and the sons of thunder, join Jesus and they go up a mountain. That sounds like the, the beginning of an amazing movie, right? I like those names. Rock and sons of thunder and Jesus, anointed one, Messiah, Savior. They go up on the mountain. Earlier I gave a sermon 
when Jesus brought people up the mountain and I said, when people go up on the mountains, they usually go up there to strategize. They get away from the city, they, they strategize and they, they, they plan a future. Also in the Old Testament, all over the place, when they went up the mountains, they were going to worship God. And so this, this text starts with an ascension, a moving up, a gathering on top. When we were over in the Holy Land a couple years ago, my wife and I, we noticed that Jerusalem was up. And when it, it made total sense why there are so many psalms of ascension. If you read the psalms, you'll see this is a psalm of ascent. That means that they would read this psalm or sing this song as they were walking up towards the holy hill. This doesn't happen in Jerusalem. This actually happens on Mount Tabor, which is actually really close to Nazareth, where Jesus grew up. And it's also, it divides the northern and southern parts of Israel. So it's right on this borderline, and it's this peak. It's actually, have you, if, if anybody's been to the Holy Land, and for those of you that haven't, I want you to paint this picture of, it looks like Joshua Tree. Actually, it looks like Utah. Who's been, been through Utah? Where there's, there's these enormous peaks, and there's enormous like, bo- uh, like valleys, and there's, there's gorgeous trees, and there's, rocks everywhere. I'd, I'd say it looks like uh, Utah in that, but triple the rocks. It's like a combination between Joshua Tree and Utah. And so you're going up this hill and Jesus picks out his buddies, his three closest friends, Peter, which is at the top of every list when he lists the disciples, and then James and John. And they go up this hill. And they're ascending, and it's part planning, and it's part worship. And then what happens? Moses and Elijah appear, and then Jesus starts glowing. Starts radiating light. I had a roommate in college when I was at Biola, and he, he, he tried to capture this by using negative space. And all he used was yellows, oranges, and the white of a, a really white piece of paper. And when I, when, I, when I read this text, I have that visual in my mind. Just, Wah! you know, like, you, 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 have, have you ever been around really something bright? Right? No? Okay, forget it. I'll forget about that story. Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? You ever seen that movie? Okay. Gandalf, he walks it, he walks. You remember when uh, Bilbo's taken off and he, he wants to get away from the ring, but the ring won't leave him. And so he keeps putting the ring back in his pocket. And Gandalf is helping him. And Bilbo 
is about to leave and he starts acting like uh, Gollum and he starts saying, my precious, my precious, and his face starts looking crazy. You remember that part? And then Gandalf, what does Gandalf do? Gandalf, he, that, that actor is ridiculously good. He, he, he all of a sudden, like, they do this visual effect where he gets bigger in this hobbit house and he goes, Bilbo Baggins, do not take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. That's J.R. Tolkien trying to capture the transfiguration. Gandalf isn't some conjurer of tricks. He's the wizard. He's, in the story, he's Gandalf the Grey, and he's about to become Gandalf the White. Don't mistake Jesus as Buddy Jesus. What does it say when, when he's, the word in Greek, transfiguration, it's one of the, it's, you, it's an extremely unique word. This is the only place that's ever found. And it's where the insides of something actually shine out brighter than what's on the outside. Transfigured, it's the outside, become, the inside becomes the outside and the, in, and the outside becomes the inside, you know? What Jesus is and who Jesus is is revealed here. This is a foreshadowing of what he is now, post-resurrection, seated next to the throne. And what's the, what's the disciples? What's the, three, what's the three dudes' response? Fear. This is my best friend. Like, he's been hanging out with me. He's been healing people. He's been doing all these crazy, amazing things. All of a sudden, he, his insides show up on the outside, and I'm afraid for my life. Why Moses and Elijah? You've probably been to a couple of these sermons. Raise your hand. and You can yell it out from the masks. Why Moses and Elijah? Anybody? Beavis? <laughs> I think that's right. What? Boom. We got, a, we got a Bible scholar over here, Michael. He's also a Hogue nurse. Be praying for that dude. Uh, it, it, I text him all the time. Buzz is over there. Uh, he's always hunting for people. He, did you get to see Bob? Okay, because he was tied up in ICU saving lives. Round of applause, please, for Mike Chase. Thanks you very much. That, your next cup of coffee's on me. Uh, <laughs> talk to my wife after the service. Uh, <laughs> but the law and the prophets, right? Tim Tabor. Oh, never mind. Tim Tabor is a singer of prayer chain, and I got stoked that this is this is called Tabor Mountain. Anyway, that's stoked. Uh, anyway. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Tabor Mountain looks a lot like Mount Hermon. Where, where, the, where the law was given to, to Moses. So in comes Moses on the scene. The law. God reaching out and making a covenant for, with humanity for the first time. Then Elijah shows up. The prophets. Both, the Mo, both Moses and the law Elijah and the prophets both point to the glowing being on the, type, on the top of Mount Tabor. Jesus the Christ.
Then, because I've, I've preached, I don't know how many, because Transfiguration Sunday happens every year. And so I was like, I want to look at the next text. I want to look at where this goes. They come down the mountain. They come from this majestic place where they've just seen the insides of Jesus on the outside of Jesus. They've just seen the risen Christ, the resurrected Christ, the Son of God with his flesh off. What happens after that? Where do you go from there? You go back into normal. They go back and he still has to pay for all of our sins. He's still got to die. They go back and he still has to brush his teeth and keep walking. They still have to go back to the mundane of the actual doing the work. I remember uh, I worked at Forest Home. I've mentioned it all the time. But um, Barry would always say, beware of coming down the mountain. Beware of leaving Forest Home and going back to your regular life. Pastors, they have a common saying, beware of Monday. Why would they say that? Most pastors take off Monday. Most pastors, they experience God using them as mouthpiece for himself. And it's a magical and it's a beautiful thing. It's a mystical thing. God shows up and uses this broken vessel and changes people's lives. That's crazy. But it's true. It's truer than the... You know, it's truer than the ground we walk on. So then the day after, what do you do? What do you do after this amazing moment? You come back down off the mountain. I found if I stand back here, it's not as windy, right? Sorry. But do I look stupider? Okay, good. Okay, good. Coming down the mountain. Back in the game. Beware of coming down the mountain. How is this relevant for us? I think this whole year has been off the mountain. COVID-19 took me off my hill. COVID-19 took you off your hill. It leveled us all. This is not normal. I'm on a roof. You guys are sitting in a parking lot. You guys are in your cars with masks on. What? This is off the rocker. This is off normal. What do we do? How do we get through this? How do I wake up tomorrow and still go about it? This text has some really valuable stuff to be mined because Jesus, he gathers them up and he says, first of all, don't tell nobody. 
Why does he say that? I think he says it in the story of Mark because it's not his kairos. It's not his time. The proper time hasn't, been cut, hasn't arrived where he's going to pay for the sins of the world and he's going to take you and I's mess ups and all the times that we think we're, we're gods of our own lives and he's going to take them all and pay for them all. I think in the story of Mark, that's why he says to his closest best friends and he says, huddle up, don't tell nobody. That's why he says it in that context. Why would he say it to you and I? Why? Because I think he does. I think it's two things. I think it's, when's the last time you got in a room, metaphorically, spiritually, whatever, with Jesus? Jesus, show me your face. When's the last time you cried out? When's the last time you said, I want to talk with you. I want you to listen to me. I want this faith to be not everybody else's, but mine. I want to talk with you as though I'm talking with a friend. And I want to listen for your still small voice as though I, I know you and you are a part of my life and I'm a part of your life. And in that context, he says stuff to you that you aren't to share with other people. I remember I, I, when I was working in San Antonio, I was doing youth events and we were doing all kinds of stuff. It was the one year I was a youth pastor, a high school pastor, and then the next two or three I was a college pastor. But it was the year that I was working with a woman named Carla Matthews. She was my boss. And she brought us on this vacation, and, or not a vacation, like a, a, a retreat, a, a time away with just us leaders. And I remember her... Um, listing all the stuff we were doing and i was blowing up i was i had a youth ministry of you know a couple hundred kids and we were just doing stuff we were going to mexico we were going to mississippi we were going to all these places we were doing all this stuff we were having all these fun games setting things on fire you know that kind of thing and um i remember her looking at me and her asking how is your soul and I remember feeling just like a dry riverbed in the middle of my core. I'd been going through the motions. I'd been doing all the right stuff. I'd set everything up in the right ways and things were firing on all cylinders. But inside I was empty. And I remember her saying, you can't fill anyone up without being filled up first yourself. Your call as a follower of Jesus Christ is to be filled up by Jesus Christ alone to a point that his pouring into you is pouring out, overflowing onto the people around you. What do we do as we're coming down the mountain? What do we do as we are in this middle of this COVID-19 knocked off our rocker? We get alone with Jesus, the Christ, and ask him to fill us up beyond measure. Ask him to overflow our hearts, our lives, our souls with him and his presence, his love, and his compassion. 
And then what else does he do? He answers their stupid questions. <laughs> right? Wait, what? Why is Moses and Elijah here? What, wasn't supposed to, Elijah supposed to show up first? Are you Elijah? What? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, like that, you can see these disciples. I don't know, they kind of seem a little on the dull side. You know, like, I don't know about you, but I think I would ask, if I was alone with Jesus, I think I would ask him more, like, pertinent questions. Like, how come you put on the flamingos' uh, legs, like, their, the knees backwards? And, but I, I think that's probably stupider. Is everybody awake? Okay, good. It's kind of hard to tell because my wife's kind of slumped over. She's not listening. So I want to, uh, how about Erica? I think Erica's there and it's sister-in-law. I like that lady. Okay, I'm going to talk to them because they're looking at me. I don't even remember what I was saying. What was I saying? I'll look at my notes. Here it is. Keep it private. This is for us today. And I think it's more urgent than it's ever been. We are to be people of the way. We've, we've become too known for our rules and regulations and what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. When people look at us, they shouldn't see us. They should see a, a Savior who died for us. They should see a, a, a man or a woman that has spent so much time with Jesus the Christ that they look like Jesus the Christ in almost every way. Other than women, please don't grow beards. Applications. This wind is awesome. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hide down here. Applications. Worship on a hill. With Jesus. I don't think it has to be a literal hill. I know I we live too close to the ocean not to take that as a as a direct application. Get to the beach this week with Jesus. Write it in your calendar. Hire a babysitter. Hire something. Take some time off extra for lunch. Do whatever you have to take. Do. Fill up your soul at the only place in which your, your soul can really be filled. That is at the feet of Jesus our Lord. Know that as we're down the hill, we're down off of the mountain. He has stuff to tell you just you. That's amazing to me. He wants to know you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants you to listen. And some lessons that he tells you are just for you. Thomas Merton, I think I've shared this before, but he said, the human soul is much like a steam room. We need to keep our mouths closed and let the steam of the Lord build up inside of us. 
in layman's terms, he said Christians need to talk less and be with Jesus more. We have our steam room door wide open, so there's no there's no opportunity for God to fill us up because we're going, going, going. Stop. Close your mouths and let the holy steam of the Holy Spirit fill you up. Amen and amen. Now is the part of the service where we get to be a part of God's adventure by offering to him our tithes and offerings. If you're at home listening to the... That doesn't work. (laughs) If you're at home listening to the podcast, send them to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California. 92628 and if you're here please leave them at the stations that you saw on the, on the on your way in this morning's tithes and offerings are now received free. 
Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. And so we cry out to God to hear our prayers, to listen, and to answer, knowing of God's faithfulness. Pray with me. Almighty God in Jesus Christ, you taught us to pray. Guide us by your Holy Spirit that our prayers may serve your will and show your steadfast love. In this Lenten season, help us find the discipline to be more faithful. Translate our desires to serve you into commitment. Send your Holy Spirit to guide us when the way seems unsure and instill in us the confidence we need to enable us to act. May we boldly proclaim the good news by the words of our mouths and the deeds of our lives. We pray for our country and our world. Overthrow evil. Right what is wrong. Feed and satisfy those who thirst for justice so that all your children may freely enjoy the world you have created. Break down walls that divide. Be with all in authority that, guided by your wisdom, they may lead us in the way of righteousness. We pray today for those who are suffering throughout the nation because of the severe weather cold, snow, storms complicated by power loss, broken pipes, water shortage. Bring them the help they need and send helpers to see them through this crisis, helping them to see hope. The storms have even affected the COVID immunization sites as delivery of vaccines are bogged down in the snow. We pray that roads may open, trucks may travel freely, 
and the closed sites will again open and continue to immunize against the virus. We pray that immunity across the country may be attained and the virus brought under control. We pray for all who are here with special needs today. May they experience your presence and feel their burdens lightened. We pray for those we may have overlooked for whatever reason, the lonely, the sick, the forgotten. Give us compassion to reach out to comfort them and show them your love. Grant to all who need it healing of body, mind, and spirit through the ministries of the church, the medical professions, and healthcare institution. We pray for healing today for Bob Rasmussen, who is in the hospital dealing with the COVID virus. And we thank you for the progress that he's made. And we also pray for Kathy, who is dealing with the virus, but is at home. Be with the whole medical team that the treatments they prescribe may bring about healing and renewed health. Give them patience and rest as healing takes place. We also pray for healing for Buzz Coslin, who was hospitalized with pneumonia this week. We pray for others who are ill and having tests and seeking diagnoses. Give them answers and then solutions. Lord, you have said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Today, we ask that comfort and peace that only you can give to the family of Mavis Grisham, whom you called home this week. Be with them in their sorrow and give them hope in the resurrection. Receive all these prayers in the tenderness of your mighty hand and keep us forever in the safety of your outstretched arms. We pray through Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. I want to say again, I don't know if I've said it in a while, I love you people. Thank you for showing up this morning. And I thank you so much for being a part of this this uncommon community at this local outpost of God's kingdom. Uh, I'll send us out with a benediction. If you can, if you're able, please stand and receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guide and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.